It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Carding today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Joining us on the show now, we're going to kick it off right into an interview, and we're talking with the uh, most recent modified winner at Eagle Raceway, Johnny the Jet Sadoff. Uh, Johnny, first off, congratulations on a big win on Saturday night at Eagle. I really appreciate it. It was a good one. And you I'm have- going to go out on a limb and say that's the first guy that's ever won at Eagle with hand controls. <laughs> yeah, but we, we took the hand controls off. Oh. Yeah, that was news <laughs> to us, too. Now, well, uh, I- a couple weeks ago, um, you weren't feeling cut. Actually, let's back up here. Let's let's talk about the injury. What What's going on with that ankle that has made you kind of to where you got to change from uh, foot controls to hand controls? So in 1988, I broke my leg on a motorcycle and they're telling me that my leg was never set right. And after six or eight weeks of having a cast on, took the cast off, they basically released me from the doctor's office with a broken leg. And of course you go home, you work in a junkyard and it's my dad says, you already, you already missed six weeks work. You need to get your butt to work. Yeah. So I guess I walked on my leg. I've always had a little bit of a limp and a little bit of a lump on my ankle or right there on the side of your leg there. And last year racing, I started where I started getting some pressure and my ankle was hurting. So I was going out to get a shot and they called it like a kinolog shot, which deadened the nerves. Hmm. And that was last about four to six weeks. And by the end of last year at the Beatrice October show or the September fest, whatever we're calling it. I was in real bad way, hurting really bad, and it's just been getting worse and worse. So they're telling me I need an ankle, but they're telling me my leg is so messed up, they think the ankle will not hold. If the ankle does not hold, that will cause an infection, which could possibly lead into losing my leg. So I've been to, well, Dr. Sharon Beatrice sent me to Omaha, Nebraska Orthopedic in Omaha. And they're telling me right now, they've made me a boot. Let's go six months and let's see what they can come up with. But the other thing, what they want to do is just fuse it. So that way I'd have like a peg leg, Mm -hmm. but then automatically hip and back problems within two to three years. But, and then there's the other part is ankles are only good for eight to 10 years anyway. And they're hoping I live longer than that. How old are you? You're (laughs) mid fifties, right? Oh my God! I just turned sixty, April thirteenth. Got the front door. No, you didn't. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, man. I and you know the thing about it is, is I'm getting tired of racing, but it makes me get out of bed every day to go. Yeah. And try to do something to keep up with the young guns because I don't want to be old. You yeah. know, I don't want to be this guy that says, "Yeah, I raced for forty three years and I got all these wins." I want, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't want to be that guy. I want to, I want to go out and win races and have fun and not be the crippled old guy trying to get in and out of his car. You want to go out like Glenn Roby did. Well, yeah. And I don't, I don't want to be lap traffic. I don't want to be in the, you know, there is so much when I talk to anybody on an interview, the words are right there saying, this is my last race or this is my last year or, 
Saturday night when I did the little interview, it could have been, well, that was my last win because I'm done. I mean, there's the words are right there. I just can't get them out. Nothing wrong with that. That's a, it's a tough one to to let fall out of your mouth. Have you have you kind of practiced it a little bit to see if how you feel if you get used to it and if it's more comfortable? Which which part about saying that I'm going to retire? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I but I have practiced at home sitting in my chair with hand controls on the <laughs> steering wheel and my right foot on the brake. And the problem with that is when something happens in front of you, you're gripping the wheel tight, which you're full throttle. Mm-hmm. And then you're letting off the brake because you think you're letting off the gas. So, and everything's an emergency, yeah. you know, and then when you do, when it's an emergency, you do everything backwards. I don't care how much I've been practicing at home. It's, it's still the wrong way. So I took the hand controls off for Saturday night and I went back to my old school way. Uh, but we ran the brake pedal all the way to the floor, curved it over to the left so I can push with my heel which it doesn't hurt as bad, but the problem with it is I can't feel the brake. I can't feel it. I don't even realize. I know I can feel my leg moving, but I can't tell what I'm doing. I can't tell hard how, how hard I am pushing on the brake pedal. Wow. That went on Saturday night. I had to feel pretty good until, uh, until the pain kicked in. Yeah. I can't sleep. You know, I mean, I, uh, Saturday night, I just couldn't sleep. Last night was even worse. Uh, usually when I get home, I throw my leg up and the throbbing goes away. The hurt goes away, uh, Saturday and Sunday. It has not. So I'm hoping for tonight that it has. Are you icing it and anything or no, no, I just, I take some ibuprofen. Um, you know, somebody said, well, you're probably doing damage to your leg. Uh, they're saying it can't get any worse. I mean, you know, wearing the boot is just trying to help me. It's not, I'm going to do any more damage to the leg. It's, you take the boot off, my leg looks like it's a softball in my ankle. Ugh. Yeah, so, going, going back to trying to change over uh, to, to hand controls, I can only imagine after doing something for 40-plus years, just trying to switch over and, and get used to it. It's it's muscle memory at that point. It's it's not a reaction. It's a muscle memory. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, he's, and you're well past the 10,000 rep threshold. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the physical therapist will tell you. That's when they – take some of these college quarterbacks like Tim Tebow. You know, John Elway said, well, I can teach him to throw different. Well, after 15 or 20 years, he was well past that 10,000 rep, you know, sign. And, you know, they couldn't change his motion. Yeah, Like you said, you can sit there and do it. But once you get into action, you can't do it. Right. Take over. I mean, I've always been a two-footed driver on the street, in my race car, everything. And now when I drive on the street, I've been trying to drive with one foot, my right foot only. And the, the other day, a guy turned in front of me and I locked up the brakes. And of course, I used my left leg. <laughs> and I mean, I, about, I had tears coming out of my eyes all the rest of the way home. It hurts so bad. But That's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, this is typically the part of the show where we talk about your season to come. And you'd mentioned that it's probably getting to the point where you're going to have to hang up the steering wheel. So what are you thinking? You going to be back at it this weekend or are you going to start to slow down a little bit? Nope. I'm going to keep going. I got a brand new car that we actually started on and then I kind of quit. Um, I'm still going. I got a guy over by Davenport, Iowa, Luke Howard has been helping me and he has a steering column that is hooked up to run his brakes. So when he goes in the corner, he can push on the steering column 
to activate the brakes. So that is something I might think about doing, but I'm still, I'm in it. I'm in it to finish out the season and I'm still going to keep trying. And if I get an ankle or if I get my ankle fused, it's 11 months rehabilitation. Wow. So that'll be the point where then will I ever come back, you know? Yeah. Because that'll be the point. If I go in and, you know, I think I got four months to go now. If I go in and say, okay, we got a plan. We got something figured out that's going to really take care of your ankle. Then I'm going to be all about it and do it. If I go in there and they say, well, we're not for sure. If we put an ankle in, if it's going to hold, um, we could fuse your leg. You're going to have, ne- you know, back problems. Then I'm going to probably just say, well, I want to wait and start trying to figure out something new or wait for technology to get better. Yeah. Um, this boot that they've got you wearing, is that making you walk like Frankenstein type or does it have a little flexibility or what? No, it, what it's, what it's supposed to do is keep my ankle from moving, which is fine um, for like walking on concrete. But like when you go to the racetrack and you walk in the grass and uneven dirt, you got to really watch because if you do step on it sideways, it, it doesn't pains there bad, but no, we just, you know, that was uh, 359 IMCA wins Saturday night and 455 total career wins. Wow. And I just really like to get that number a little higher, but we'll, we'll keep trying. Would you say you're at four, what overall? 455 total career. And that includes like back in my, you know, Bush all-star tour win, NASCAR wins, Beatrice Speedway when I first started, uh, you know, I started racing at Eagle in 1980. <laughs> wow. Then That would have been when you were, what, about 16? Yep, yep. In yep. 1978, I was up there when Kenny Party and my dad, Elmer, they got the track going again, and there was ruts up through turns one and two going up towards the pits, 14, 15 foot deep where the wow. water had washed all that out. The grandstands were just boards and rock and i mean me and a bunch of 13 14 15 year old kids we went up there and we cut weeds down sprayed weeds rebuilt the grandstands worked on the bathrooms and got the place opened up and then i helped up there and then when i was 16 i started racing up there and i won a b feature there in like july God, I think it was like July 20th or July 28th, somewhere around there. I won a B feature, and it was like the very first feature I consider I ever won. Yeah. <laughs> what class were you running? Uh, what they called back then was like a sportsman late model. You were not allowed to quick change, but we were allowed big sideboards and wings and 14-inch wide tires. And, and But it was not uh, – nope, nope, full-blown four-barrel on gas. And you know there was seven hundred and fifty dollar motor claim, but you could get a you could get a new motor rolling for nineteen hundred bucks. Hmm. And then I think in nineteen eighty five, I started. Uh, they had NASCAR at Eagle, and that's when I got another car from John Gerloff, and I started racing the Eagle with what they call you know as a tube stub car with a quick change. Yep, awesome. so that was basically late model then. So yep, yep, full blown late model, and then you know we went Sunset Speedway and. And then started traveling around a lot more. Make sure to thank those great sponsors that are helping you get up and down the road. You know, there's always a lot of good people, you know, jet racing that where we build our race cars. And actually I've been getting kind of getting my kid in there to kind of run the place a little bit more for me. And, 
in Northeast Auto, my car lot down here in Beatrice, we sell a few used cars. And that's what kind of pays the bills, keeps things going. And uh, Clausen and Sons, Brian Clausen down here in Beatrice, Todd Lineweber, Lineweber Dirt Works, independent equipment, Jerry Trejo. We need to get him back out the racetrack and get him racing again. And he's always been a big supporter of me since, gosh, I'm going to say the late 90s, early 2000s, where he started wow. helping me. And Pinner Insurance, my lady that takes care of my insurance. And, you know, I about imagine what kind of headache that would be with the way I roll. <laughs> Uh, you know, then a lot of contingency sponsors, you know, like MSD, Real Wasting Wheels, you know, Simpson, a lot of good people like that that have always been there for me and, and that helped me out. Awesome, man. Look forward to seeing you racing for a little while longer. Hopefully that ankle thing kind of works its way out and you're able to get something stable for the rest of your life. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that's really strange is when you have an ankle problem and you go to the doctor a few times then somebody says something to somebody, and the next thing you know, you get a handicap pass in the mail. You know, <laughs> that you hang from your mirror. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I can park up front now. And you're <laughs> like, holy crap. They're going <clears> to <throat> tell me I can park in the front. So I have a handicap pass. And then I got a deal in mail the other day telling me what I can start drawing for disability. Oh, wow. And that's uh, really makes a guy think, you know. Well, it really brings that 60-year-old back to – uh, yeah back to the forefront right i'm not a young buck pulling weeds anymore I'm, I'm now i'm eligible for medicare and aarp and oh my god <laughs> you know that i'm up there trying to beat cole Eamon and harker and them guys you know i'm trying to stay in front of them guys and it's they're they're you know just think of the race and world i've uh i crushed my fifth vertebrae in my back i broke my shoulder i had that detached retina I got second and third degree burns on my left leg. And I keep thinking racing makes me young, but I'm starting to wonder if it isn't the other way around. <laughs> yeah, I got all that stuff yeah, eight, nine years ago. So yeah, okay. disability and all that crap. So Yeah, I'm not ready for it yet. We'll just keep looking. Well, keep plugging away, man. It's great in talking to you. Johnny Sadoff driving the number day six modified. Congratulations again on the win on Saturday. I appreciate it, buddy. Oh, shit. I forgot to end the first one. Uh, once again, that was Johnny Sadoff. Uh, man, that's a, I, you just hate to hear that. I, I love for the sake of, of the entertainment of watching him race, but I mean, I'd, I'd rather him hang it up and have a good 30, 40 years left on that ankle rather than keep racing and then just be miserable for, for that t- same time frame. Well, it sounds like he's going to be miserable if he quits racing or not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back to number two. Headlines just around the corner. Hang tight. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. 
Tuesdays is all-you-can-eat wings night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or 6 boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get too quick to steak and lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube every Thursday for classic car cruising. Mondays are kids eat free, or excuse me, kids eat for 99 cents the purchase of an adult entree. And then all you can eat wings on Tuesday nights for $14.99. They've also been doing music bingo and a lot of great events and festivities. Make sure you follow the Quaker Steak and Lube uh, Facebook page. Make sure you, well, you can follow the corporate one. That's fine. But there's one for Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs that posts more of the local stuff. So make sure you follow that page. Dirk, we got a couple of headlines I wanted to talk about. I wanted to recap Kansas Speedway, so let's get into the headlines. We talked last week about Eagle adding a little bit of money to any uh, field that is over 30 cars. On Saturday, they had three fields again that were over 30 cars, so they had the bonus money in there. Uh, I believe it was Hobby Stocks, Sport Mods, and Sprint Cars again. Uh, We talked about US 30 adding a little bit of money. If they got over 20 cars, well, they posted just a few days ago that uh, they were going to continue to pay $500 to win in the sport mod class and then add a little bit of money to the rest of the purse uh, if they continued to get over 20 cars a night. So that's Thursday Night Thunder at US 30 Speedway. If you got a sport mod, 500 to win is a, is a really kind of a decent payout for a, a sport mod special. That's a really good payout for a sport mod weekly feature. Yeah, that... Uh... Should make the guys happy and should make uh, the guys show up. We talked, I think it was, it was either early last week, which I think it was when we talked to Stu Snyder and uh, we talked about the James McFadden Roth Motorsports penalty from the World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series. They announced, I believe that was on Friday, that uh, upon completion of the appeal process, James McFadden and Roth Motorsports failed tire test. It has been determined that the penalty will be upheld. Uh, they will begin to serve their four-way suspension, which was uh, which kicked off Friday night at Eldora Speedway. So that tire penalty stuck. Yeah, well, I, I didn't think it was going to get overturned. So, uh, Speaking of penalties, uh, you had kind of called for NASCAR to be a little bit more clear as far as what, uh, what, what was the failure in the inspection process. Excuse me, I'm not wording that right. Uh, what, when a team gets penalized for having an illegal part uh give us more information about that part and did you see the post uh for uh the part that nascar displayed to team members on the uh number three car from martinsville no i did not well it's not gonna do me any good to explain it to you because i don't really know i i know the part that i'm looking at which in the post, it says this is a splitter stay, which must stay hooked in place following inspection. Here, are the two jam nuts and back center coupling nut should be three separate pieces. They were bonded into one, which makes it possible to adjust the splitter pre-race 
during a pit stop uh, through a through the wheel well. So this is just a piece that kind of holds the splitter into place, and they can adjust it if they need to to maybe lift the splitter up or or, or set it farther back down. Uh, and apparently, this was all one piece rather than three separate pieces. Well, I pretty much know exactly what they're talking about because back when I was doing the uh, uh, tech work, um, they had braces behind the valance. Mm-hmm. So, and the valance was just fiberglass. So I got the drift of what they're talking about because you could reach in on these and they were just um, probably eighth inch steel rods. You know, wasn't much thicker than a coat hanger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could get in there and accidentally smack it with the uh, tire when you're going in or out or whatever and pull the valance in, you know, help the arrow a little bit or whatever. So I can see exactly what they're talking about. So they did display that. Uh, and hopefully that will that trend will continue uh, so that we can get a little bit of idea, better idea of what teams are doing when they get busted for having illegal parts. Well, it's nothing new. That's what they did when I was doing it. The part got taken. That's why I don't understand about the louvers when, when that deal all happened. Mm. You just take the part right then and there. There was no come back around or bring me bring me this back. Yeah. You took the part off the car right then and there, no matter what it was. I watched them cut the nose off of a truck that JGR had that Coy Gibbs drove when he showed up at the racetrack one time and it was an inch too narrow. They just took saws all and cut it off. <laughs> How comes the backup truck? Well, crew chief, uh, got, crew chief got fired when Joe Gibbs got to the racetrack that day. Wow. Uh, Ryan Newman has been announced that he's going to run select cup races for Rick Ware Racing. We all know that uh, Cody Ware unavailable to drive at the current moment. Uh, sounds like Rocket Newman uh, will make his debut this weekend at Darlington. Uh, the team did not state what other races Newman will be racing this year. So it, it seems like he's going to kind of fill in here and there where he needs to, unless they can find somebody else. Yeah, but this is going to be so much fun to watch. He was tough to pass in a fast car. <laughs> How tough is he going to be to pass in a Rick Ware car? Yeah, absolutely. I think this finishes up our NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers with the announcement of the next uh, four drivers. Larry Phillips, a longtime short track terror uh, in the Midwest, uh, has been named to NASCAR 75 greatest. Uh, Phillips won a record five national championships in what is now known as NASCAR's Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series. Full record. Uh, th- yeah, it's, it says the full records of his dominating career are incomplete, but Phillips won a remarkable 220 of his 289 NASCAR-sanctioned starts from 89 to 96. That, that and, means the weekly racing series. Yeah. Like when Joe won the national title or Eddie, yep. um, our two local winners here. Um, so, yeah, he won 220 races on a 290 rounded up. That's, That's not 76.1%. It's getting close to 80%. Sam Ard, a standout on the former late model sportsman circuit, and continued his tradition of winning what once the tour was elevated to the NASCAR national series. Um, then there was uh, the Bush brothers, Kurt and Kyle. I don't think we really need to get too much into them. Obviously both of them incredibly talented. I think probably of my generation, um, which I'm going to consider 
2000 to uh, to today right. to 23. I think overall the drivers, Kyle Busch, in my opinion, Kyle Busch was probably the most talented driver. Had a lot of stuff that kind of held him back mentally from being <laughs> more successful, but he was just a dominant factor in the sport and uh, really just a uh, an amazing driver. Well, and he's done it in all three series. I mean, you know, everything he gets in, he's a, a threat to win. Absolutely. Uh, we talked about Kurt. Uh, they mentioned that he was the first of the playoff era uh, to win a championship. I thought that was uh, Matt Kenseth, but it, it must have been, but I must have been a year off and it, it was Kurt Busch. Yeah. I mean, that could be, I, I wouldn't say yes or no, but I think he won 2003. I didn't realize the playoffs went back that far. I don't yeah. think he's won the second title. The first champion of the premier series playoff era Bush established a long career with wins in 19 of his 22 seasons as a cup regular. It doesn't say what year he won his championship, no. but he won it with Roush, right? Yes. All right. Let's talk Kansas Speedway. A uh, little bit to talk about here. Kyle Bush, or excuse me. Uh, well, guess who's on my mind? Uh, Denny Hamlin ends up getting the win after a long battle with Kyle Larson ended in Hamlin potentially getting into him. Uh, or getting into him. I, I saw that he got into him just he ever so lightly. He moved him. Yeah. It's the only way he was going to beat him. You know, I, you know, it just the way it was. Uh, Larson uh, had some, just some pointed words after the race, but uh, a little bit calmer than I was expecting. I was expecting Kyle to be a little bit more upset about that, but. Uh, William Byron, who started on the pole and have finished in third, Bubba Wallace fourth, and Ross Chastain with the top five. Logano, Elliott, Truex Jr., Reddick, Dillon, uh, all finished top ten. We can't uh, not talk about the Ross Chastain situation. Um, I didn't feel like it was rough racing or running him up the track or anything when I thought Noah Gregson was on the lead lap. He was five laps down. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know what a lapper is doing causing that much of a fuss because you got moved up the racetrack if you feel like you did you're a lap car get the hell out of the way for for somebody on the lead lap but well did he finish five laps down or or was he five laps down when the contact well when he hit the wall because there was no contact yeah uh yeah it was he was five laps down when the incident happened oh well because it happened on the last lap okay well see i didn't know when it happened i just saw the video and I was like, you know, Ross didn't touch him, left him a lane and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the bitching was about. I don't either. But Noah Gregson took some, uh, uh, took offense to the way uh, uh, Chastain raced him, went and approached him on, uh, on, on pit lane after the race, grabbed his fire suit, and Ross cocked him, cold cocked him. Um, just well, right, a good shot him. right across the face. Yeah, he just hit him up by the right or the left yeah. tempo with the overhand right you got any problem with that no somebody lays their hands on me they better expect retaliation instantly well that's what ross said he said a very big man told me we don't take kindly to being pushed around at track house racing so you gr- I, it, I i think ross was completely in the uh in the right to do that it seems it could be seen as a little excessive to just just punch him like that, but Noah had no business to walk up there and and grab him by the fire suit and start pushing him around. And I think Ross is completely in the right as of what he did. 
Yeah, Noah had no business to be upset. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get hit by Ross. He had room. He ran himself into the wall. It's yeah. all on him. Yep. And he's five laps down. And just because you wear a stupid haircut, you don't get to blame people. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, Ty Gibbs, uh, Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, they all had rough days, all finished outside the top 30. Uh, Post-race inspection was completed. Denny Hamlin is scored as the official winner. Ross Chastain, Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Martin Trucks Jr., and Joey Logano's cars all went to the wind tunnel for further testing. And that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, no, uh, Ottawa Dragway finally got a show in Yeah. after four attempts. Fourth one is finally a, a done deal. Good deal. Um, one of our friends, Clark Duke has won his class. Um, I don't remember exactly what the car count was, but, uh, um, yeah, it was good to, good being up there and finally getting a full show in. Good deal. Uh, looks like you've got, uh, eighties and, uh, uh, you know, maybe a chance of storms on Thursday, but Friday, uh, sorry, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday should be clear though. For who? For you, for Ottawa. For Ottawa? Well, I need to double check that. That's counts of bluff weather now that I think about it. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us in uh, on this show. Big thanks to Johnny Sadoff for joining us in turn number one. Um, we're going to be back on Thursday with another episode. Uh, I've got some interviews lined up for us. Um, let's see. looks like Zane Woodman uh, actually messaged us and said, hey, I heard I heard the show every once in a while, and I heard you guys are always looking for interviews. You got any openings? And I said, well, I actually do. So Zane's going to join us on, two, on Thursday. We're going to talk about his career and uh, what he's been up to and where he's going with it. Uh, and then we just said uh, Zane Woodman. Hmm. I'd, I'd never heard of him before. Um, but he came and raced this weekend at Eagle. And to my memory, that was the first time I remember hearing about him. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to figure out what's going on with him. Uh, looks like he's out of Kennesaw, Nebraska. So we'll talk to him on Thursday. Big thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks to Taylor computers and repair for their continued support of the front stretch. Of course, Rick Havenridge of wealth partners, Quaker Steak and Lube, and Joe's Carding. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been The Front Stretch. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Carding. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. 
A new hard drive from Taylor Computers in Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back.